Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, and you're listening to Stan, Roe, and Camus on the SGP Podcast. Shut up, Camus! Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP Podcast. Stan C and Raf Camus, together without Romaran, no Chino Liao either. But not in co- the balay. Not in the balay, yeah. We are recording in our fanciest venue yet. So we're recording <laughs> in a very posh condo. Somewhere in BGC. Balai Trudeau. Balai Trudeau, that's right, because we've got a very special guest. Well, we've already spoiled it, so we might as well welcome him onto the podcast. Zayden is joining us for this episode. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I look forward to it. Let's yeah. do this. Thank you so much for joining us. And, you know, we're, we're all collectively on a high still. We're coming off of the Seamus meet and greet, which I hosted just a few hours ago. And, and which we attended. Which all of us all here of us attended. at yeah. this table were at. Yeah. Because uh, thank you, Stan, for the passes. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. My Marami pleasure. Salama Po. <laughs> hey, hey. Save the Filipino for right, the actual yeah, sure. interview. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's, but it, money, that's money stuff. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Like, I, I had a good time. Um, Seamus was really fun. Like, you know, we know him on TV as this badass Irish warrior, but he's also got a comedic side to him. He's very, uh, very amiable. Uh, he knows how to joke around. Um, we actually did a radio interview with Seamus this morning on the morning takeover alongside my co-hosts uh, Cheska Litton and Gianna Lianis and that's going to be playing at the end of this episode but for now I just want to share a quick Seamus story from, uh, from the meet and greet yeah. so, so I hosted it and the first thing he says about me to everybody he's mm-hmm. like oh look at this guy and his slick haircut <laughs> yeah, what do you guys good. think about him having a mohawk just like mine but he was, and, and mind you guys, if you haven't seen any of the photos from the actual event itself, he was wearing a nice cap. Yeah, he was uh, wearing the newsboy hat. Yep. <laughs> so, he, so, so he's clearly not in full Seamus Mohawk Right, mode. right. So he was just uh, ribbing me the entire time, telling everybody, uh, Chad Mohawk, 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 and you know, getting everybody on his side, right? And I was like, well, I can only do it if I have your styling product, Seamus. So where's your hookup? <laughs> so so he was doing that and then towards the end when I uh, when I ex showed him and I said goodbye to everybody on behalf of the WWE and the organizers uh, Seamus and I have a photo op and then he tells me hey man I'm really sorry if I offended you um, I was just messing around and I had to cut him off and I was like dude I was being trolled and ribbed by a WWE superstar um, dream come true best day ever lucky <laughs> <laughs> And then he proceeds to go, hey, uh, thanks for the fun radio interview. I, uh, it was a blast. You know, I had a really good time. Thank you. And I was like, no, dude, thank you. And he just proceeds to show me some love for the Jordans I was wearing. Yes, these, these very Celtic. Yes. Celtic Celtic. Jordans. No, 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 no. He's the Celtic. These are Celtic right, fair, fair. Jordans. Yeah, Celtics-themed Jordans that I, uh, that I found um, six months ago. So and I have ha- not worn today. Have not worn since. Yeah, yeah. I, I busted them out today. I was like, I wore these for the first time today specifically for you. And, you know, he spent a good minute just fawning all over them. And, like, I, I, I'd probably say that that was, like, the best interaction that 
I, you know, that, that anyone could have had that afternoon, save for one Nina who held up the line earlier. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're a girl. Yeah, she shot her shot. Yeah. Anyway. So you, you went there. You went there for another purpose, right? Yeah, no, I was just there because, I mean, I don't even watch WWE anymore. I, you know, Sheamus was never my favorite or anything. I went there just to get him to wish one of my friends a happy birthday because one of my friends, uh, his favorite wrestler is Sheamus. Oh, really? Yeah. And wasn't allowed to, so I'm like, all right, fuck it. I guess I'll get a picture and an autograph, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so the picture and the autograph was the next best thing. Yeah, I got cucked a bit, but I mean, yeah, better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there. Uh, it was really great. Always a fun time whenever a WWE superstar comes to town, and there's a meet and greet, and you know you get to see a lot of the familiar faces. Yeah, like the bodyguards, the same bodyguard who did um, what's it called? Um, well, it's Wayne. Uh, the it's same, Wayne, yeah. the same bodyguard who does coming everyone. In and out. Yeah. yeah. Um, he looks very different this time around. Like he grew his yeah. hair out. It's black. He's got a black beard as well. He, he looks like his Batista. Goatee. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he looks yeah. like Budget Batista, and I was like. <laughs> For a moment there, I didn't recognize you. I thought you were Batista. He's like, yeah, um, I got booked to do Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah? Fuck. So he's doing he's a Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat movie. Remake? Yes, yes, yes. So he's Ooh. in this Mortal Kombat movie. So he got booked for that. So there. Nice on him. That's badass, that explains yeah. uh, Wayne's new look. So yeah. guys, if you know Wayne, hit him up on social because he actually does respond. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, Wayne's pretty cool. Like he recognizes like a lot of the familiar faces. Like uh, he gave Ken Warren a hug earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had a quick chat with him as well earlier. So, you know, Wayne's a good dude. Yeah. So yeah, uh, props to everybody behind the event, the wonderful people over at Centaur Marketing, the wonderful people behind Skinny Mikes, yes. and of course WWE Southeast Asia to Cheryl, to Chris Marsh, and the rest of the team for bringing Seamus over and for bringing WWE back to Manila, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's been how many years? Three years. Three years. Yeah. Three years since the last live event, and now that they're promoting the show for September 20. 20. Yeah. There. So yeah, uh, three years ago, Cesaro and Sheamus were in the middle of their Best of Seven series, literally in the middle of it. Uh, the fourth match had just happened, like two days prior to the Manila event. And it didn't. we didn't get the fifth match here. Hindi counted. Like, Hindi it was counted, a Cesaro-Sheamus yeah. match, but it didn't count in the Best of Seven series. Yeah, we, we, we were, I remember talking about it. Like We were like, yeah, this has to be like match number five or six. Yeah, but it was non-canon. Yeah. Yeah, but but now you know um, they're known as the Bar. You know they've had a successful run, five tag team titles together, all that jazz. So yeah, um, really good stuff um, coming out of the Sheamus meet and greet. But Sheamus is not our main event today. Our main event. Well, is technically, actually... uh, technically, Sheamus is closing the show. But he doesn't get the most time. He's a dark match. I'm top billing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, we're recording this in your place, so you might as well yes. talk uh, talk to Zayden over here. So, give us the update. What have you been up to since you came back and since since you left, actually? Let's see. I mean... Uh, we have just, a lot to unpack here. Yeah, we have a lot. There's the, a, lot, a lot of stuff to unpack, but... So, why did you leave us for Canada um, in the first place? I know, because unfortunately, I'm, uh, I'm a 23-year-old without a degree, and so I needed to get, get going on that. Uh, wow, so you just revealed your age. Yeah, oh, wait. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, you had to go to Vancouver, get your degree. Yeah. Have you chosen, like, a, a degree program? Yeah, I'm in uh, commerce, mm-hmm. which is, like, the uh, Canadian term for business, basically. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going good. It's pretty fun. Uh, I've been, I mean, it's it's still school at the end of the day. Much rather wrestle for, uh, for a living, but, I mean, 
Uh, we'll get there when we get there. And the four months that you've been back here in the Philippines is basically your summer break. Yes, yes. Uh, best best part about Can- Canadian universities, we have long-ass summers, four months. Four yeah. months, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you're going to be here just for another couple of weeks, then you have to fly back. Yes. Go back to school. Yeah, yeah. so my match against uh, uh, Cali Nueva, or Zayden Light, as I like to call him, He's uh, he will be my last opponent before I... Uh, Fly back to Vancouver the next day. Actually, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's your last match in on Manila Shores for a while. For a while, yeah, yeah. I'm, I might be coming back for next summer. There's not. There's a whole lot that's up in the air, and I'm sure we'll get into that in a bit. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, you know, your your travels in Vancouver is not just you studying. You've actually been keeping up with wrestling training. Yes, yes. So I train at the uh, ECCW. Uh, 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 is it training facility? Academy? I I don't know. Dojo I question mark. Uh, it's it's. It's in a it's in a warehouse. Uh, Billy's one of the head trainers. Uh, Billy Swade. Billy Swade, yeah, yeah. Billy Swade. It's pretty surreal. Or surreal training with him all the time. You know what I mean? How's that like? Uh, it's really cool because I mean, uh, Bill, uh, when his teaching style is some demonstration, a lot of talking, a lot of like making sure we pay attention to the details, kind of thing. And so, with him doing a lot of the talking, when he finally does give a demonstration, it's pretty crazy to see like this guy's good at everything. You know what I mean? Everything's so crisp. Everything's so clean. And like. You know, it, you could you could tell he's loved it and been doing it for like fucking what a decade and a half, something like that. Yeah, because it's like when we when he was over here at PWR, we only had him for a couple of months. Yeah, right? yeah, like, something like, like that. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't here as long, and he didn't train us as much because he was back and forth between other things. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's like when we did get him, it was just like oh oh, so that's how you do it. That's what you want us to teach. So. How in depth does he go with his like with the teaching style? Uh, his details are really. I don't know. I, I have a tough time explaining it, but I mean, I held a, a training session at at, at PWR. Yes. To, uh, at the the PWR. Bombay the Bombay Suarez performance center. center. There, yeah, yeah, there. okay, yeah. I, I I hosted a training, and a lot of what I was teaching. The, the people there is what I learned from from Billy and my, my training over in ECCW because like it really is all about like the details the telling the story committing to selling you know what I mean like it's or, very small things how was that how was that that session so yeah. it's like there's a lot of like nuance yeah. with the style for but, sure like he goes more in depth I, I would suppose for sure for sure and it was it was a lot uh, I didn't wrestle any matches there you know I was busy with school and stuff but the the the, the training I was able to learn a lot of stuff and I got to give props to PWR because like when I uh, I mean I. I knew I was uh, uh, one of the, you know, I, 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 I had talent to offer on the PW roster. And so I thought, like, that before I started training ECCW, I thought by the time I come back, like, the Philippine, the Philippine Mount Rushmore is just going to be, like, me four times, pretty much. But no, <laughs> everybody got better. Everybody improved. I was, yeah, no, was, I'm, 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 very, I'm very proud to see, like, how far uh, Philippine wrestling has come. Yeah, yeah let's keep talking about ECCW, because yep. uh, Billy Swade has been on the show a couple times. Yes. And we know that uh, several um, names have graduated from ECCW and moved on to the WWE, like uh, names like um, the Singh Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I think Kyle O'Reilly was also yes, part of that, yeah, yeah. Uh, part of that promotion. Mm-hmm. So, um, have there been any names who've come by and have taught you guys anything? Let's like see. Some seminars. Um, maybe not so much the seminars, just because I mean, I like I. Uh, if, when when they visit, it's more kind of to, from what I understand, just to shoot the shit, to hang out, and then of course train. But it's less about. Uh, less about hosting sessions. It's, it's less formal. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, but then some of the people that I've trained with include uh, the Voros twins of ROH, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the Singh brother. Uh, yeah, the Singh yeah, brothers. Yeah. The Singh brothers have swung by a couple times. Yeah, again, Kyle O'Reilly like gets brought up all the time when they're when they're giving examples about uh, you know uh, when they're when they're 
giving examples to, to teach new things, that kind of thing. And somebody, oh, Nicole Matthews from the, from the Mae Young Classic. She's, right, she's yeah. one of the head trainers as well. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a little surreal, I got to say. Yeah. And Billy's the head trainer? Uh, he's one of the head trainers. I'm not, they're, they're not too formal with everything. I think the people that have trained me the most is Billy, uh, Nicole, and uh, this, this one girl named uh, Cat Power. She wrestled Ooh. in, yeah. Stardom. Yeah, I forgot, I forget that you mentioned her yeah, a couple uh, times. Uh, Stardom, I believe. Stardom, she, was in yeah. wrestling, she was wrestling in Japan And for a I while. think she was with Ice Ribbon, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah that's the other one, yeah. Yep. So when you're there, does Billy put a certain amount of pressure on you? Like, he's seen you wrestle, he's wrestled with you. He's wrestled you, you. Yeah. He wrestled yeah, you yeah, right? Yeah. He's worked you uh at a, at a live event, so yeah. he's seen you perform, and like, does he does he talk you up or talk you down in front of some of the other students? Uh, he doesn't give me any special treatment, really. I mean, I'll get the I think I get ribbed a little bit more than than some of the other guys, but I mean, uh, ah, he he doesn't play he doesn't play favorites. So like, I mean, he'll he won't shy away from being like, oh, you see what Zayden did there? Like that that was that was really good. Everyone like try to keep that in mind when you're doing it. But then he won't be afraid to be like, alright, Zayden, that's what we're asking. Why would you? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that was, that was pretty. I mean, I'm talking like Billy here, okay? Uh, that that was that was pretty bad, you know. And whatever. anyone who knows the beautiful one, he's like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. And if you're listening, Billy, we miss ya. Yeah, we miss you, Ill Bill. All right, so um, um, you mentioned that uh, you've been going through a lot. Of course, uh, yep. the last four months here, you've been spending here in the Philippines with family, with friends. How's that been for you since you have been gone for quite a while? It's been great. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, the, the summer has been, you know, really therapeutic. Uh, I mean... Girlfriend. The, yeah, my girlfriend. There's, 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 there's the yeah. end girlfriend. Yeah. My lovely girlfriend is here, so, I mean, it's always amazing amazing seeing her there. Uh, amazing seeing her here. You know, going uh, going through a lot of changes in life and stuff, so it was, it was definitely really nice to come back. That and the, the wrestling, really. Like, if my... Uh, I mean, b- uh, besides seeing... Even, even with seeing my family, because I see them in Vancouver quite often, um, the... Besides my girlfriend, the main reason I, 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 I come back here is, for, is to wrestle for PWR just because I, I missed it so damn much, you know? So yeah. fans and Lance Tanong in particular, just know he comes home for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I spent way too much time daydreaming and like reminiscing and... Uh, you know. And it's like, well, you're reminiscing about what your glory days? Not like glory days, but I mean, what, like that big the, pop when you come back. No, no, no. I mean, more just like looking back on like you know the experience of being a wrestler, being like even the things that I don't love about being a wrestler, like the waking up really nervous, the the fact that I I I pretty much always like when I, when I see my girlfriend on the day, I look at her, and I get to say like I get to be a wrestler today, and that's really cool. And the 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 nerves, the the watching the show, everything. I, and it's obviously, especially wrestling. I missed it, missed it all. I really, really love wrestling for PWR. Take yeah. us through Revolution X, because that was your return. It was unannounced. Yeah. yeah. On purpose. On purpose, yeah. yeah. Nobody yeah. outside the locker room knew about it, and everybody <laughs> tried to keep hush-hush. I'm sure you arrived extra early to the venue, so nobody <laughs> would spot you coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you, it was uncannily early that yeah. day. No, yeah. I, 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 was th- I was at the place by like 8. eight yeah. The show starts at 2, by the way. Yeah, but so, our call time is uh, a bit later than 8. Yeah, sure. But I was, I was there extra early just because like, you know, I wanted to re- uh, get used to the PWR ring because there are differences between the PWR ring and the ECCW training ring. That and uh, and fucking there were two fans waiting outside. I'm like, oh god, like because I wasn't expecting to have to go incognito. They looked at me and like kind of bewildered. I'm like, hey guys, what's up? And then I walk in. I'm like, are you fucking serious? God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's eight o'clock, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why are you at the show at eight o'clock? I mean, I I thank those fans because like obviously they're what let us they they are who let us do what we're able to do. But I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> Ruin the surprise a little bit, here, right? That and one of my friends apparently. 
accidentally, accidentally uh, spoiled it for somebody because like what? Uh, my friends were all lining up in the thing, and then one of my friends, and all of them were fucking wearing your shirt. Okay, yeah, okay, that, that too. too, that too. It was like <laughs> that, and it's like okay, wait, sorry. For anyone who has seen Zayden's fan club, it's always about twenty guys. Twenty guys, couple of girls in Zayden shirts. In Zayden shirts, and they're just like, "Yo, bro, you know, I'm so ready, putang ina." It's like a typical IS kid. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of it. Yeah, definitely a very international school. International yeah. school, yeah. BSM. They're the BSM. typical stereotype. Humanized. Those are my people right there. <laughs> that, uh, uh, so my they one... know me better than you. Do. <laughs> That and so my one friend Martin, he was waiting in line and he turns he turns to my girlfriend and he goes, Oh shit, I forgot my Zayden shirt. And then someone in the back of the line was like, dude, spoilers. It's always fucking hilarious because like you know them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like anyone anyone who's ever been to a show where you're featured, mm-hmm. you know that they they come in <laughs> They come in late. They come in late. Yeah. And then they leave right after right after my match. match. Yeah, right after my match. So I mean, if you if you ever, I mean, a couple of them, a couple of them stay. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But most, most of, them of them leave to because like they're like, yeah, I'm good. Because <laughs> I mean, the, they're the, you know they're all marks. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not wrestling fans. They they're just you know they're really good friends who like to like to watch me wrestle. But for the day itself, it was obviously super nerve wracking, and I the it was uh, it was a weird battle with myself kind of over the whole thing because. Actually, when I first found out that I was in the Battle Royal on the pre-show, I was actually, I was, and I feel uncomfortable saying this because I don't want to come across as a self-mark because this is the battle I had in mind where I'm like, do I deserve, do I, I wanted to balance, you know, making sure that I felt like I got what I deserved. But at the same time, I'm like, don't be a toxic self-mark, you know what I mean? Like business first, that kind of thing. But yeah, after I found that out uh, for uh, that, that was, that was my match. I was, I was actually a little, I was a little hurt because I was like, oh, like, I guess, you know, uh, don't get me wrong, like, I'll, I'll talk about the pop in a bit, but hearing that in Canada after, like, so much anticip- anticipation, like, you know, talking to booking about, like, what I'd like to do, that kind of thing, and then for them just to be like, oh, yeah, You're there's, a, yeah there's a spot here, I was, I was genuinely hurt, it genuinely felt like I'm like, oh, I guess they forgot what, what I was able to accomplish at the, at the last Rebel X, you know what I mean, and even saying that out loud makes me feel like, dude, you're hanging on to, to past whatever, and so, yeah, it was this internal battle, and then I think it got into my head a bit, and I, I, I guess I'm glad it did, because, like, right before I come out, like I'm standing behind the curtain. Yeah, I I have a moment with my like yeah. I mean I'm, I was I was obviously waiting there for a while, and but when I was just alone, like it was like maybe a, a person before me had just entered. I was like, all right, let's okay, let's not expect anything. Like the, maybe the reason why uh, you're 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 in this match is because like people have forgotten you. You know what I mean? And that's okay. You know, people might not remember you. People. It's been a while. Yeah, exactly. You can't expect, you can't expect people to, to, to remember who you are and what you've accomplished. So it's, it's, it's just time to go out there and like show them why they should care. And then the pop happened and it became a blur after that. It was, I was insane. Just like, I remember just looking at you and just like, yeah, it was. It was oh my you, god! You get those. You get those eyes. Yeah, for sure. You get those eyes. And like that whole the match was really fun. I, I, it was. It was actually a pretty fun experience. We definitely made the most uh, most of it. And I, the crowd was so hot. It might have been the hottest the crowd was, but uh, you know, maybe even in in uh, in competition with the main event. Just because I mean, you know, a bunch of people had left for the main event. That kind of thing. People were fresh. But yeah, no, the pops from the. Uh, the, the experience I had from the match was insane. Obviously, the the crowd reaction coming out, the the holy shit chant after I answered, and then the dueling four fifties. I was gonna say, yeah, that's that's what like really fucked with them. Yeah, yeah. Once you get once you get two guys who can four fifty, yeah. and then you put it back to back, and you set it up in that manner. Yeah, yeah. 
And granted, I knew it. Yeah, I knew yeah. that that was gonna happen because mm-hmm. you guys tried it out before. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? It was, it was, like, that, it's more nuclear than I thought it was gonna be. No, for sure. It was. It was so surreal. Like, legitimately, I think that was like maybe the second loudest pop I'd, 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 I'd ever been a part of. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was surreal. And then there was a moment where after I hit the 450, me and, me and Callie are doing the typical like stare down thing or whatever. Yeah. As, <laughs> as we're up and close to each other, we're like, yo, dude, that was so fucking cool. Holy shit, I can't <laughs> believe we did that. Yeah. <laughs> Just marking out at ourselves, trying to keep a poker face. But yeah, no, it was, it was, it was an awesome match. It was, it, was, it was pretty great, yeah. And pretty much your entire arc through um, Revel X until uh, Renaissance has pretty much been around Cali Nueva. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, uh, I I don't uh, I apologize, but I mean I don't particularly give a shit about kayfabe, especially on a on a forum like this. Yeah, so, it's, I mean, it, it, this yeah. is this is a very kayfabe breaking for sure safe space. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, I don't know, I I I don't. Me and Kelly have never. I, I we might have actually. We might have. You might have explicitly said it, but like I can't remember the specific time, so I feel a little uncomfortable saying this, but. I think I'm sort of a mentor figure to him. Do you think that's fair to say? Is I, think that he said it. I think he said Yeah, it. okay, he there we go. Okay, cool. And, and, and it's, it's, a valid, it's a valid thing just because you were the first guy who sort of did the things that he eventually started leaning into. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That and, like, you know, I, I, I liked the guy. I, kn- I knew he had potential. I was, you know, I, 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 would, I would talk to him a lot about uh, his yeah, matches, that kind of thing. Yeah, when he was, when he was in boot camp. When he was in boot camp, yeah, for sure. And, like... That was there. No, for sure. I, don't, I definitely don't want to take away any credit from the guy, but, like, it was... You know, I was it, that's, I think, one of the things that I, I really like about this summer is I, I had more of a chance to impact other wrestlers uh, on PWR as opposed to just making it about, like me going out there and, you know, fucking doing all this crazy shit or whatever, yeah. I guess part of it comes from the fact that you know you're only here on a limited amount of time. Yeah, yeah. So you sure. kind of want to make the most out of it. Absolutely. Or you want to share as much as you can, also knowing full well that you've got access to a wealth of knowledge that for we sure. here in the Philippines just don't. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, I, I that was always my intention was to be able to come back and, and share some knowledge. And, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's legitimately some of my favorite moments from the summer have been seeing what other wrestlers have been able to to achieve not trying to take anything away from them but you know uh, they they get they give some credit to me and uh, you know they 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 thank me after and stuff and yeah really 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 heartwarming stuff yeah so you mentioned that the summer's been pretty long four yeah. months right yeah. Canadian yeah. summers geez yeah right <laughs> what have you been up to like what's been keeping you busy I mean I I wouldn't imagine that you'd be like off going to school here <laughs> like I, I would think you would go to summer school here no no uh, so, seeing my friends seeing my girlfriend uh, you know just being able to kind of I needed a bit of a reset, you know what I mean, and to be able to come here to see all my friends, be able to, to you know, kind of, uh, kind of rediscover who I am, if that makes sense, and just you know, just take some time to enjoy myself, and it was it was very therapeutic. I'm, uh, yeah, no, the, this summer's been awesome. Yeah. Was there like any life event that happened that made you feel like, oh, I, I think I need a reset? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I guess we'll get into this now. But uh, so in October of yeah, the, this past October. Uh, me and my found, me and my family found out that my dad actually had a second secret family. What? Yeah. Wait, wait, shit. What? Yeah, yeah. Wait, okay, let, let, let's. Okay, we're actually getting wait, into that here. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. okay. So, so we're gonna we're gonna try to proceed with as much care as possible because this is your this is story. very this yeah is, for sure and this is and we're only gonna unpack as much as you're willing to unpack for sure. No, I, I would I would like to say like um I, I appreciate your guys' concern but like I'm okay with it. You guys don't have yeah, to be no, shy about asking it, any it's, questions. It's yeah. really Perfect. just like cool. yeah. you know for those of you listening, this is. Very personal. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's also very like, deep shit. Like, it is deep a very shit deep shit because, like, yeah. you know, um, 
that happened with my grandparents, mm-hmm. but they were like long dead for sure after for I found sure. out about that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, let, let's okay. Let's, let's, let's unpack. Let's unpack your. Let's go through this. Yeah. So you find this out in October of last year. How do yeah. you take the news? Because uh, you were because right? you were you just left. Yeah, this was yeah. I, I was like six weeks into school or something like that. Maybe yeah, six seven weeks into school or something like that. And then all and I was, I was so pissed because I was doing really really well. I had finally figured out because I mean I have issues with like getting into the right setting for school, being able to like focus properly. I had diagnosed ADHD. I was on the right meds. I was going to an ADHD support group. I was able to be a good student for the first time ever. And then this fucking this bomb this it, bomb drops bomb. and yeah for sure and then it, it fucked me up and I remember the day it happened I guess I guess I'll go through how we found out uh, first of all so we just out of nowhere we get a call, uh, me and my brother are at home chilling like we're making dinner or some shit and then we get a call a video call from my mom and it's her in the car and she's like so I found out that your 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 father said that he never loved me or whatever and me and my brother are like trying to I'm trying to be like oh damn okay uh, why don't you call us when this is over because we're like oh they're probably they're fighting, fighting. Yeah, yeah exactly like it's because it, it, this is shit that happens yeah exactly for sure for sure and then she was like wait 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 like it turns out that he has a second secret family and then like I'm just like what the fuck you know what I mean it was and the thing is I mean I had uh, I mean I'm not saying I had the worst childhood but I mean I had a pretty tough childhood like because of my dad and Part of having uh, uh, someone like my dad in, in my life is I had to be able to get over things relatively quickly. But this yeah. th- this is the first time in my life where something legitimately kept me up at night. I couldn't sleep. All I kept thinking was like, my dad has a second fucking family, dude. It was so. And it's, 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 this is not this is not you know you're oh, like just to contextualize this yep. again. This is the first time you're really leaving like your family setting. Yeah, yeah, like for, sure. for school. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're with—I mean, you're with your brother, but brother and sister. Brother yeah. and sister. Yeah. It's also a very teleseria revelation. Yeah, right? for sure. It's the type sure. of shit you'd see on TV and you'd never imagine for it to happen to you. Yeah, for sure. Let for alone, sure. you know, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. There's a lot of stuff I can't get into, but like, trust me, this book deal after. Oh my god, because <laughs> like, there's so much stuff I can't even talk about. But just trust me, it's. If I if 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 it was like one I, day one day yeah if you wrote down the plot it sounds like the most over the top telenovela plot ever you, you know much. you know you know who we need for this who? Noel Diangi oh my god yeah 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 okay <laughs> like he needs to make this into a movie <laughs> true true okay so but, so you have this bomb get dropped yeah. on you and this is keeping you at na- uh, keeping you up at night yeah. you're unable to focus yeah yeah how do you try to deal with something like that. So and you don't have your mom there physically with you. Yeah, no, for sure. So it was like a lot of you know. It was obviously like you're also a queer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're you're like I just I just realized that also. It's like it's you and then your Younger brother siblings. and sister. Yeah, for sure. Are how how much? What's the age gap? So I'm 23. My sister's uh, turning 21, and then my uh, and then my brother's 19. Yeah. So, so two, all of a sudden, the expectations for you to be the queer, to man up, yeah, be the man in the house, yeah, yeah. And try to deal with this, yeah, for sure, with a level head, right? Mm-hmm. And you're struggling with all of this internally and externally. So, mm-hmm. like, how do you deal with it? So, I mean, at first, yeah, you know, obviously, after it first happens, I just need to it was just shock. Yeah, it was That's absolute shock. shock. Yeah. I, I I couldn't go to school because, like, when I every time I try to go there, like, I can't focus. All I'm thinking, like, literally, the words "my dad is a second fucking family" is repeating in my head over and over and over again for so so long. And then, you know, I I think. The issue that I had, like, I, in hindsight, I, I suppressed my emotions too much. I was like, you know, fuck it. Just try to be okay. Let's try to get back into it or whatever. And, like, things, you know, I, I think after... I was fucked up for sure after a while. But then after, I think in February, I realized I'm like, I, I'm fucking depressed. This this sucks. This 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 isn't, you know, this, this isn't good. But uh, 
funnily enough, I think I actually, uh, among me and my brother and my sister, I think I took it maybe the hardest, which is funny because uh, on paper it seems like I would be the person to be like, oh, fuck yeah, finally, whatever. Like, this guy's out of our life. Because, like, my dad, my dad is a very sensitive, like, area for me because, like, Growing up, he was uh, he was physically, verbally, and uh, emotionally uh, abusive to me. Uh, mm-hmm. The trifecta, as yeah. I call it. Yeah. Um, and so that's like the unholy trinity. For sure, and it's yeah because he has this weird place in in my in my psyche. Like I, I was actually yeah I I, I I I it was yeah it was just really tough for me. It was it was, it was pretty yeah obviously it's it was dark. Tough. Yeah, it's a dark sure. it's a dark space you don't like to visit. For sure, for sure, and. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just a fucky situation. <laughs> but you mentioned uh, realizing, yeah, I'm depressed. I'm in the state of mind. Mm-hmm. And um, when we last had you on the podcast, yeah. you were talking about mental health. Yeah. And yeah, how it sure. was something that you believed in, like, this is a conversation worth having. For so, sure. For sure. That being said, did you um, did you go to a therapist? Did you seek counseling? I did, yeah. I started I started going to counseling. And I, uh, the, the ADHD support group that I was talking about earlier was actually a, a lot of help because they were able to, like, Help me get the resources I need to, you know, take you know, take some time away from school. See, you know, uh, figure uh, shit out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, it's it sucks, but I mean, the thing that I learned is like, mental health is one of those things where like, it's it's really it's a it's a yucky thing to talk about when it comes to yourself. But time doesn't stop for you to figure it out. You know what I mean? And as as rough and unfair as mon- mental health can be, like, it really is up to you to like. To, to, uh, to address it head on and and you know, to take care of it, you know what I mean. And sure, it's going to be rough or whatever, but you know, it it, it nothing is no, nothing is too rough to overcome. You know what I mean. You just you just need to be you, you need to be you need to be willing to help yourself, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. it's like I mean, you and I we talk. Yeah. We talk a lot more than I'd say you and Stan talk. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, I mean, when it does come up, this is not. The shit on stuff. Oh, yeah, of course, like, of course. It's like just like because when when it first happened, it's like I I I've known about it for a while. And yep. Stan just found out like now. <laughs> so it's like when you have these issues, yeah. does do you feel like it hinders you as a person to not talk about it or mm-hmm. to not talk about it with this set of friends or on, on with like you know the people you share wrestling with? Yeah, because yeah. I know you don't. No, yeah, I mean, because uh, I felt a bit weird telling some people at PWR. I uh, obviously have some friends that I've known for a really long time that you know they were yeah. the first people I called right after. But when I, in regards to PWR, I think it was just because like I did I didn't want it to be too much. You know what I mean? Like I because it is a lot. Yeah, it, it is, is a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot to talk about, and and if, you know we're just supposed to be fucking having fun wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody we're not. Did. We're not like. I mean, end of the day, like you know. Not everyone is everyone's best friend. For sure, for sure. And like, I'm a very extroverted guy, so I definitely, I definitely, it was, de- it was very, very helpful for me to be able to open up about this w- w- with all my friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the thing about wrestling is, like, I've always seen it as an escape. Yeah. Like, we all flock to wrestling for different reasons. Like, I look to wrestling as an escape from my childhood traumas. And you know, other people look for wrestling as an escape from, say, real life problems, like mm-hmm. you know, um, I want f- to financial on... instability or yeah. wanting to put on a different character or you go. trying to put down relatives who would tell them that they're not good enough. You know, all, mm-hmm. all these types of things. And for someone like you, um, did you continue to see wrestling as that escape route? No, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't love wrestling the same after this happened. Like, uh, it took like. After it happened, I couldn't go to trainings anymore. Like I, I, I stopped for a in while. In Vancouver. In Vancouver, yeah, I stopped going to trainings for, with the ECCW. Uh, and did he go? Uh, like he asked me what was up, and I, I kind of told him like, hey, dealing with some stuff right now. I'll, I'll give, yeah. I'll, I'll come back when I come back, kind of thing. But, you know, uh, just because 
it's this really did take away my ability to kind of feel the love that I have for wrestling. You know what I mean? Because like I do it because I love it straight up. Like I, I do it because I love the idea of being a wrestler. And after this, but you are a wrestler. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, not, that's, that's, not, true, that's the true. idea. I love like being a wrestler. wrestler. Yeah, there it's we like go. You just exactly. And then after this, it was just hard to feel you know, positive emotions after a while. And like, sure, we look to the silver lining of things because at the end of the day, honestly, best thing to ever happen to me, straight up. Yeah, fuck like, your dad. Yeah, I mean... Let's just, let's just put it on. Yeah, I mean, we're... Mr. Sa- Mr. Santos, you're a terrible human being. <laughs> okay, he's trying to reach out and kind of have, uh, maintain a, a friendship with me in particular, but... Why you? I don't know. I think it's because I'm the only one who's open enough to it because my mom's like, yeah, fuck. I mean, my mom is kind of closed. I mean, she wants him to do, uh, you know, to, to try to make things right, but he's, he's shown that he doesn't, you know, he, he's not willing to put in the effort. My brother uh, and sister are just like, yeah, fuck that guy. Like, if he wants to do it, if he, want, if he wants to make this work, he's, he'll make it happen. You know what I mean? And but with, he hasn't. Yeah, and the thing with me, I've only seen him twice this summer or whatever, and I do applaud him because, like, he's trying to do something. Something. Yeah, yeah. but, like... I don't know. It's uh, I don't I don't know. It's weird because like my brother, my my family's like why why you know why yeah. why why give him why give him the chance? And the thing is like sounds really cheesy. I've thought about this a lot, as you can tell. <laughs> Obviously, it's dramatic, but whatever. I mean, you're already going mild a bit anyway. Yeah, exactly. So um, the way I see it is like you know the in in a good story that follows a protagonist. When he is stripped of everything, that's when you find out who he truly is. That is when that person is most likely to make the change in their life for the better. Yeah, you see it in wrestling all the time. Right? Exactly. Say the Sami Zayn redemption. Exactly. Or for sure. Johnny Wrestling's redemption. Mm-hmm. Right? For yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. And I, I just to keep it on wrestling. Exactly. And I kept thinking, like, you know what? Like, I a lot of me hates this guy. He's he's me in particular. He's treated me like absolute shit. He's treated my family like shit. And this should be the final straw. But this is his opportunity to change. It's uh, it's gonna be. I'm, I I don't want to cut it off right away because like, let. I mean, I don't think I'd like to think I'd never be close to anything like like how my dad treated us or whatever. But if I reach my bottom or whatever, you know what I mean. I do something. I turn into like a terrible human being or something like that. I want that last opportunity to like properly change. You know what to I mean? Make it right. Exactly. At the very least. Exactly. And so like you know. My family's all yeah. They're questioning it, but like you know, if if he's gonna change, you know, he'll 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 make something work. He's in the middle of it, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And I just have to say, this is like somebody who has, you know, we've we've been friends for a long while. Yeah. But your family is one of the few that actually comes to shows. Like yeah, I will have yeah. to say this: that you have one of the better supportive families in like in the PWR locker room of everyone. Like. It's very seldom that anyone's parents come to the shows, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let alone like the last uh, Revo X. Yeah, your whole family was there. Yeah, it was my mom, my brother, your my mom, sister. your brother, your sister yeah. all watched you. Yeah, yeah. My dad's only come one time, but I mean, no, yeah, sure. yeah, no, no, yeah. no, not about him. I'm no, talking yeah, about, I'm talking about <laughs> them, yeah. them, them three. Yeah, for sure. They fucking love you, man. Yeah, like no. they like you. I saw them out of the corner, man. They're just like always fucking pop. Yeah, yeah. And it's... anytime something bad happens to you, like they look around, and they're like, "Can somebody tell me my son's okay?" <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, another reason why best thing that ever happened. I mean, me, and my brother, and my sister, uh, and my sister. We're, we've all been super close because it always felt like a it's us versus our parents kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's it's it, we have to stay together because they're trying to whatever, but. Because we real exactly. We realized. I mean, the toxicity all came from my dad. I mean, my my dad made sure that my mom had like, she she wouldn't allow her to have friends basically. And when the only person in your life is fucking cancer, 
and he, his whole thing is like we need to be on the same page with the kids like you're going to do some stuff that like you're you're not entirely happy with that and you know it's just a fuck situation but after this now like I'm genuinely good friends with my mom like me and my brother and my sister were all closer and you know we don't have this fucking dread of having to deal with our dad as an adult you know there's what I mean? no looming shadow yeah exactly yeah and, and for what it's worth like you've got the net positives like yeah you it, it has brought you guys closer for sure yeah but yeah. uh to just try to take it back to wrestling like yeah. you mentioned uh losing the love losing the positive feelings yes yeah. yeah um something happened between february when mm-hmm. you realize i'm depressed yeah. and revolution x which took place in may mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what flipped the switch and made you realize okay i think wrestling is something i can feel positive about once again mm-hmm. for sure because i mean one of the things <clears throat> one of the things that i kept thinking about in terms of like my future with wrestling is like in another life i'd be a wrestler but then part of me also thinks like you know what in this why, why does it have to be another life and i think one of one of the big things that was kind of a deterrent for me is like my dad, because my dad fucking hated the fact that I, I wrestled. He thought it was fucking stupid. He he told it to me all the time, and now that I don't have to, like the fact that I can just be my own person after this, it's it's it, it felt really good. And so after that, I was like, you know, fuck it. Like, I had a lot of really ex- existential questions after. Like, I don't know. Like after, <laughs> I don't I was, think I don't think anyone wouldn't. Yeah, true. There's, cause, there, there's that because like the question I kept asking myself, I'm like, who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Like, who are you supposed to be? Am I the person? Am I the reason my 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 dad is such a fucking piece of shit? Yeah, I mean, you're not. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Like, 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 thanks. Like, trust me. Trust yeah, me. It's kind of hard to see how you can make somebody as toxic as that. Mm-hmm, for sure. For sure. And from being a son. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'd ask like, who? Yeah, am I? Am I the reason that my parents is marriage, you know, floundered or whatever? Was I? Because I kept on a lot of my childhood was just me disappointing him. You know what I mean? And I kept on thinking, like, what if I was different? What if I was whatever? And I was like, you know what? Honestly, th- I, I learned to take my self-interests the most seriously. And after, after I kind of went through, through the motions of feeling that, I'm like, you know what? It's, it's, it's time to do what makes me happy. And what makes me happy is wrestling. Yeah. So that was so back to Stan's question. Yeah. Like between Feb and May, mm-hmm. when does the decision come to be like to phone PWR and be like, hey, guys, I'm coming home? Mm. Uh, when did that happen? Good question. I think it was, uh, it was, it was, it was uh, maybe a month, a uh, month and a half after I realized I was depressed when I was starting to get better, that kind of thing. And I was, I remember waking up and just being really determined to be like, you know what? No, it's, it's, it's fucking about me now. You know what I mean? It's, it's time for me. It's, it's, it, let's do what makes, let's do what makes me happy. It's so, the Xenon Santa show. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, 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 I messaged the PWR guys. I'm like, Hey, this is when I come back. Let's, let's make something happen. Yeah. Who, who in particular did you message? Uh, Basti and JDL knew that I was coming back. Okay. And, uh, I think red or something like that. I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But at, at the very least JD and Basti. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, all of, all of this happens to you and yep. it's just a, a big deal of, of luggage to unpack yeah. and process, <laughs> yeah. right? Even here, as we're recording this podcast, so like I'm, I'm incredibly amazed, shocked, even that uh, you're you're this open to mm-hmm. just telling us about it, basically telling the world about this. Yeah, yeah. even though we get like what hundred listeners, <laughs> but you're, you're, I mean, you're I mean, essentially it's, it's putting not, your story out listeners. into a public forum like this. Mm. And um, where does this openness come from? Um, I think. You know, I've always been, again, I've, I'm legitimately the most extroverted person I know. And so, like, I, I find solace in other people. Yeah. And, uh, like, 
uh, especially with a home that toxic growing up, I always wanted to be with friends. I always wanted to be in a place where I could be myself kind of thing. And uh, I'm so sorry. I forgot your question. Can you repeat that? <laughs> no, no I, I'm just asking where the openness comes from. Because like, oh, this is something that I don't think we've ever um, gone through these okay. steps on the podcast. No. Yeah, that's fair. Right? So. And like, um, there are very few podcasts yeah. I know where they actually mm-hmm. go this deep into somebody's personal baggage. Right, so, right. So you know, where does this openness come from? Because, I mean, you know, there are a lot of times where like my dad would pull fucked up shit. Like he fucking pointed a gun on me on multiple occasions. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. wait. I, th- I thought we weren't going to talk oh, about sorry, that sorry. shit. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, I'm, honestly. It, it, no, but it, it has oh. happened. And it's not something that you know most people deal with. Like, yeah. like do you want me to edit that? Oh no, I'm. I'm, I'm that's fine. That's fine. Keep it on. Record. I'm cool with it. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, like, I mean, I'll say legally, J.K. Just in case, <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, no, that's yeah, uh, and be- because I uh, through all these like very traumatic events, like growing up or whatever, I had for my own sanity, I had to be able to just learn to be okay really quickly and learn to kind of. Turn my emotional state around, and th- usually that's through uh, uh, through hanging out with friends and like being able to laugh at things a lot. And so, you know, that's where my sense of humor comes in. Like nothing's too soon for me. Like right after something happens, like I'll be able to make fun of it. You know what I mean? And you're basically saying that you have a very dark sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, that that too. And you know, I think pe- people might feel bad for me right now. Trust me. Like I was having a fucking field day with uh, after this happened in terms of like joking around with my friends because like I, okay. Like I do want to, I do want to bring it up. Yeah. Because, like the first, like the first time we we saw each other, like after you got back, mm-hmm. we you're I got I got a message. It's like, hey, we're going to Poblacion, and then we're just gonna drink. And I'm just like, yes, I would like that for you. Yeah, yeah. And you just get so stupid drunk with everyone, and it's like it's just like old times. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for sure. And then I, I remember you telling that to a bunch of the other people at the table at the time, and they're hearing it for the first time. They're just like. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like you're just like, ha, yeah, yeah. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Shot. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, nothing is off limits for me in terms of humor. And yeah. So and it, you it know. got it, because for me it was funny because I'm like, ha, yeah, yeah. We've been talking about this, yeah, and then exactly. big everyone else was just like, wait, what? Yeah. And then they got sober really quick. Mm. So <laughs> what's sure. amusing to me is that like you and I haven't ha- really had this conversation like ever, and yeah. like I'm just learning today about. Uh, about all of this yep. and the dark sense of humor is something that I'm identifying with like yeah, you and I yeah. have shared a couple of dark jokes just yeah. you know on the, on the drive home yeah. and it, it's pretty funny to me because like when I take a step back and try to process this even, mm-hmm. even in myself I see the dark humor as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. like it's not it, it's, it's not necessarily because you're just fucked up and you want to express it it's yeah, really sure. just a coping mechanism to try to find some humor in like the most fucked up shit and mm. it's not a crutch that, 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 that's just clear I wouldn't say it's a crutch it's yeah, not yeah, a crutch yeah. it's, it's, it's not it's a really crutch. a coping yes. mechanism because mm-hmm. some people some people look at like this stuff as a crutch and it's like you hang on to it and then it becomes part of your personality at the end of the day right? yeah yeah um, like I, I guess from a personal experience I probably see it in say the snark and like um, up until recently I didn't know that the snark was my own co- coping mechanism and like mm-hmm. I identify it as um, Chandler from Friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, like, growing sure. up, I loved Chandler from Friends. He was mm-hmm. my favorite character because he was so sassy, he yeah. was so sarcastic, yeah. and very snarky, right? Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, if I were a snarky motherfucker as well, I would probably be the Chandler being in my own circle of friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until I realized, oh, wait, I wasn't being like Chandler, I was actually Chandler. Mm. So, you were like, the asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it really was a defense mechanism. Mm. So, in many ways, the dark humor is just a way to process, like, some traumatic shit or like something really heavy that you're mm. trying to express in some, some other way so I guess this leads me to the question that um, have you found an outlet to express 
these emotions because these are very heavy emotions that mm. you're going through. For sure. Honestly, it's, it's just through like the, the great friends that I've made, whether it's through PWR or my, my experience at uh, at the British School of Manila here in here in BGC, like being able to talk to them and like joke around with it and like just you know you be able, be able to be myself again, like it, that that's I think that's the biggest coping mechanism for me because although dark humor, I guess uh, uh, I, I think it's for, a part. Yeah, I think it might be part of it. I think just humor in general and just you know being able to to you know to to be be around my friends pretty much. Yeah. Hmm. And your girlfriend. And my girlfriend. Your yeah. extremely talented and nice and Thank caring you. girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. So, she's and great. I just have to say because like I've I've only really gotten close to Sophie like this this trip. Yeah. Because like we've only always known each other, but she is an excellent human being. No, yeah, she's awesome. I mean, we we just celebrated like five years. Uh, Damn. A couple of ago. Yeah, no, and it's stable relationship. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, she, yeah no. She, she she she's fucking awesome. She was so good about like helping me like through all this bullshit or whatever. And yeah, honestly, like, I've. To, I, I had a bunch of girlfriends when I was like when I was younger, and like the longest relationship I had lasted six weeks. All of a sudden, fucking five, here you are five years later. Yeah, five years later, it's pretty it's it's pretty insane. But yeah, I'm I'm really lucky to have her. Yeah, let's try to switch gears here and talk yeah. about something lighter because like since, <laughs> since you got here, yeah. um, you know, you have been dealing with a lot of things, and you wouldn't know it if all you have seen of Zayden aside from his matches is the Gala with Zayden on Quattro TV. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, let's dig into that. Like, how did that come about? Let's see. Okay. Well, first and foremost, uh, I always get shit. I mean, I don't understand any Tagalog, really. You know what I mean? No, you do. Okay. Here's the thing. Conversationally, if people speak at the regular pace, I can't keep up. I can't. Like, maybe I'll be able to pick out one or two words. The only time I can truly understand verbatim the translation, if someone's making a simple order, like, oh, isang, blah, 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 tapos, dalawang, whatever. And so, and uh, and so, I would always get shit at PWR because like I can't understand Tagalog, I can't speak it, and because you know people are comfortable with that language, so like they're always talking around, uh, uh, they're talking in it. I'm always lost whenever people are speaking Tagalog, and like straight Tagalog. Yeah, exactly. Not, th- not not like Taglish. Yeah, for sure. And so I've always always been trying to learn because I really want to learn Tagalog, and I've been trying for a long time. It's just such a hard language to like learn unless you're in the thick of the Philippines. If that makes sense, because like no, you just you, don't because, watch Filipino TV. Yeah, exactly. You, you, watch, you don't. Okay. You don't listen to Tagalog music. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And at the same time. Your bubble is BGC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing. Sure. Which is a primarily English-speaking bubble. Exactly, yeah. And so I, I try to pick up... And it's so frustrating because, like, I always try to ask how to say stuff or what stuff means. And this fucking same thing always happens. Like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, what does blank mean? And then someone will be like, oh... Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, there's, they, there's, there's, they, the, there's the laugh first. Yeah, they either laugh first, okay, usually. <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, well, it kind of means blank. And then there's a fucking five-minute discussion about what it means and how what the proper grammar is. And then the... The, the end result is people being like, I, I, guess, I guess it means, it means this, this, but not really, and it really depends on context, so I, I don't get anything. And so the little pieces of Tagalog that I am able to pick up on, I love using in humor just because like, I get to show off these like, tiny little words that I know how to say. Oh, wait, much, wait, yeah. wait. Yeah. Let's share with the audience your favorite Filipino song. Oh, just yeah. Because, okay, just okay. because like, this, is, this is great content. Okay. Titik O by Perky Wasted. I thought it was Benny Bunny Band. I on Spotify it's Perky Waste. Oh, okay. It's pretty. Oh, yeah. that's that's a that's a banger. It, that's a thing. Yeah. Listen to it right now, and you're welcome. Yeah. So the <laughs> Tagalog words with Zayn yeah. on on Quattro TV is yeah. uh, you using whatever limited Tagalog you know, <laughs> like uh, Tigas. Yeah. It's a, it's a, and so it, it really stands for the fact that like whenever I'm around the PWR guys, I really am genuinely trying to like speak. Yeah, I'm trying to speak like the little whatever I and obviously I use it 
in a, in a humorous way. Like wait, a, so wait, wait, actually, yeah. You, do you actually want to tell like the full story of that episode because that was Quattro TV one. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, we were, we were just hanging out that day. Yeah. Uh, we went to trampoline park, and then we came back to my place to swim, and then we were hanging out watching Revo X in my place, and then yeah. after Ooh, that, rewatching, rewatching yeah, Revo X yeah. in my place, and then Quattro was asking if I wanted to film something, and I was a little hesitant because like he needed me to be in a full suit and everything, and then he started pitching me to me like the ideas of it, and I'm like, okay, I, I, I kind of this, <laughs> this fits, this, this fits, this, this is fits. right in my wheelhouse right here, and so yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like uh, when when we see you in uh, in a PWR ring, yeah. you're you're a wrestler. Yeah, for sure. For you're sure. not you're not a haha, that's funny kind of guy, exactly. right? Yeah. You're not that type of character. Mm-hmm. So, Quattro TV was an avenue for you to yeah. to showcase that side of yourself. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. it was a side I never knew existed. <laughs> I it had me laughing. I was like instantly best PWR web show already. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah. Right. So so um how how were you able to tap into that or realize like oh okay yeah this is right up my wheelhouse. Um, because a lot of, a lot of what I could joke around with people at PWR is like either saying the word, the few words that I, I know how to say very seriously or like incredibly th- annoyingly or incredibly annoyingly. Yeah. Like there's so many, yeah, it's tough to think of examples. It's Zaydenisms. It's like, ta Yeah. Ta-ra. Uh, that's the worst. The, li- because that's the <laughs> most frequent. I like to say, uh, like, uh, tech of the fuck lung, because apparently it <laughs> translates really well. Uh, and there's some words that are just really fun to say, like, uh, suso. I've learned that, like, the, the very over-the-top, stereotypical, like, Filipino accent is really fun to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah so, like, uh, drop us a sample here. Uh, if we're going to talk about my accent... This is it. I am Senon. I mean, it's really, it's very like a situational, but I mean, it's a little and, off the and, top. And, and for those of you who think that sounds like Rex Navarrete, he has never seen Rex Navarrete. <laughs> no, so you've never seen Rex. I, I have after somebody was like, oh, I thought you were ripping him off. Check him out. And I checked it out. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has not seen Marites and the Super Friends, yeah, but that was. Have yeah. you gone up to like Atita or Atita and spoken that way? No, no, because I mean. Uh, yeah. We don't really have any uh, extended family that we see here. The only extended family we really occasionally see is over in Canada. And so there's a lot that I I can't really experience that a lot of other Filipinos experience, but I can relate on some things, and I love to bring it up because, like, they they can actually, like, hard relate. Like, uh, I always thought that we had the hugest family because, like, all this we I'd see so many people of my parents' friends that I'd have to call Tito or Tita. And that, I mean, some of the ones with the more heavier Filipino accent would give me the, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all right. No, that's so, so, so you've gotten the, ah, you're budding pala. <laughs> <laughs> Here and there, maybe, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, Tagalog has some really, really fun words to say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I told Quattro this as soon as the first episode dropped. I was like, you have to keep having Tagalog with Zayden in every fucking episode. <laughs> right. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, it is a very good avenue to finally, like, show my sense of humor a little bit to, like, uh, to, to, you know, to the Revo Nation. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, can, you can just keep self-producing this stuff. <laughs> Even in Vancouver, yeah. yeah maybe, maybe. Oh and they can God, totally wait. make a web show out of it that transcends PWR. <laughs> Or wrestling all together. And then it's like you go up to Billy and it's like, hey, Billy, you want to do Tagalog words in Zayda? And he's just like, hey, I I, I don't have a lick of Filipino. I love being around Billy because on the odd occasion he does have to say like a Filipino thing. Like like he'll say like, 
a Filipino place? I'll be like, nope, that's not how you say it. <laughs> like what? Like what? Uh, uh, tagging? <laughs> like to gig? Yeah. Yeah. That makes me feel good. Especially because like, I've had so many embarrassing moments where I mispronounced like, places, like Kalukan. <laughs> and uh Piranicue Piranicue yeah Piranicue so uh, yeah. <laughs> no because the first time we heard Piranicue we were like you're joking right he's like no it's like that right it's, we're going to Piranicue right and then it, I thought it was a bit I'm cringing I thought it was a bit I yeah, legit no. thought it was a bit and yeah. I was like bruh bruh you know what's funny um, yeah. when we were ordering pizza earlier yes um, I was trying to talk to you and Kyle was asking you guys like hey is this this uh, type of pizza cool would you like some soup with that yeah. all, all that shit you were like anion and the way you'd say anion <laughs> is so convincing that people could go up to you right and just reply in pure Tagalog <laughs> and then you just give them the, the, the blankest expression and go oh sorry I, I didn't understand anything other than that or like beyond that <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that is one of my favorite plays like when someone approaches me obviously in English because they know me and I give them the very serious anion and they, they, they give me like the double take or whatever, or Sinian, like uh, I, I don't know, like those little quips. The worst is when they I do it so convincingly that they give me full on Tagalog. I'm like, wait, 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 okay, hold you're up, talking hold to up. me, right? It's like, um, like you would think you're trolling them, and then you instantly realize, wait, this is backfiring. Yeah, exactly, here. real quick. For sure, for sure, tables turn real quick with that one. Yeah. So Tagal- uh, Tagalog would say, I, I just have to say it like that. Oh, it's fucking sure. funny. Like as soon as we opened the door to your condo, like I was like, hey, that's the Tagalog would say in couch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm genuinely dying to properly learn Tagalog because I I, I, I genuinely hate not being able to understand it. Again, but... you won't learn until you watch Filipino movies or Filipino TV, like the news, <laughs> or listening to Filipino music. Like listen to fucking Shanti Dope and okay. Al James. Actually, right, you okay. know it was really bad. And sorry, this is, this is just bringing up something from the yeah. last time we hung out. Yeah. So, um, Zayden's place right now, there are a couple of boxes with stuff. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. good. This is good. So, there, there are a couple of boxes with stuff in one of these rooms. And he just starts digging. And he's like, hey, look what I found. And it was... Conversational Tagalog for Beginners. A CD set from 2007. Wow. Out of all the stuff we went through the boxes, we're literally throwing away like 95% of it. Those are one of the few things I'm definitely keeping. I'm dead serious. I'm burning it onto like MP3 and listening to that like on the bus and stuff. Yeah, was, good luck. I mean, like I would imagine that there would be some, I guess, some sentence or some sentence patterns that I don't know would have been phased out by now. But, but the thing was, the thing was when we saw it, we were like, um, it, it says on the box, professional system, guaranteed <laughs> learnings, and we're just looking at it and it's like. Um, yo, this photo is of Makati from 1980. Yeah, pretty much. And it's pretty terrible. Like, I don't know how, mm. how good it's going to be, but, you know. And it's that's... rough because, like, now with the whole, the, the, the humor dynamic with, like, me and all the people who speak Tagalog, like, it's that they try to fuck with me by telling me stuff that I obviously know is inappropriate. <laughs> or, like, they, you know, they laugh when I ask what stuff means. So, pretty much all, I just know how to direct a taxi and how to get beaten up here, pretty much, is all I know in Tagalog. And how to solicit. What's that? How to solicit. Oh, like, uh, uh, uh... Sexual. Sexual solicitation. Gustako Pok Pok? Yeah, because you have all of the sex phrases down. Uh, Dedenong Suso. Malaki Yung Titiko. See, he's a natural. Yeah, right? Kase Panoyako, hello. Hello. God damn. Oh boy, yeah. We're, See, this is shit. This is shit. I'm gonna miss. 
and even with like little Tagalog things that I am able to like make jokes about. Special place in my heart if I'm able to make like a Filipino speaker laugh about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's that one uh, nursery rhyme, the na na ta ta or whatever. Came <laughs> yeah, up with yeah, my yeah. own remix or whatever because like I say it, I, the the pitch is always like dead serious. I'm like, no, I mean the way I'm kind of trying to learn is obviously like a kid. I'm trying to learn like through nursery rhymes. So like there's that one that I'm still trying to memorize, the na na ta ta. And so they start singing along, but yeah. my version goes na na ta ta. Putang ina mo, ate, kuya, gusto ko the mo. <laughs> and it's just, so, you know, the first time you're hearing this, it's like, um, who the fuck taught you that? <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. And then it becomes, oh wait. And, and, and do you want to die? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, he made this up on his own. Yeah, so yeah. he has rudimentary understanding, and yep. it works. Yeah, yeah, for sure. At least to get marijuana out of somebody's parents. <laughs> Which makes so much sense yeah. after all we've talked about. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, and this is how you get yourself killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's the best way I can think of to like end the podcast. <laughs> at this point. I mean, like, with all the, all the nah. twists and turns we've taken ourselves. <laughs> true. From uh, the lowest of lows to the highest of highs. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, on, on more ways Very than Very literal one. highs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, what what a day, what a day, guys! Yeah, um, right. I, I got to thank you both for being a part of the day. I was just telling you guys on the way up here, like mm-hmm. you know, this, this was pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that we got to do this, that we got to hang out, uh, we got to meet Seamus. Absolutely. Um, you know, hang out in this type of environment with the PWR guys, yeah. with the it's always fun. wrestling it's, community it, in the it's Philippines. Always fun. For it's sure. always fun. Yeah, no, thanks. and we only, we only get to do this every now and then. Yeah, for sure. No, thanks so much for having me, you guys. I I, I honestly love doing podcasts. It's outside of the wrestling. It's one of my favorite parts about being a wrestler. No, podcast. you know what? I I have. Got to applaud you for just being so open about your journey, oh, thank you. uh, thank you. your, the state of your mental health. Yeah, because it went it went to a dark place. Yeah, it did. But I mean, you know, that's what I've been up to. I'm cool with talking about it. Like, you know, you don't need to be shy about asking me stuff about it or whatever. Like, if, if you're going through something similar, just know nothing's too tough to overcome. And like, just to face your uh, to, to, to face to face your emotions properly. You know, it's, it's it's it really is the best way is to take your mental health seriously. But and when all else fails, learn how to speak Filipino. Of course. Oh, Shempre. Yes. 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 <laughs> Shempre. All right. Zayden, thank you so much for joining us. If um, our listeners want to follow you on social media, where can, they, where can they find you? Let's see. So, at Zayden Trudeau on Twitter and Zayden Trudeau PWR on Facebook. Uh, come watch me uh, beat the porn stash off of my opponent, Cali Nueva. You're welcome for that. Thank you very much. In fairness, I've been saying he has a porn director stash for a long time. Yeah, but, yeah, you okay. know, no, it's fair. not free. All right, fine, fair. Uh, watch me uh, kick the shit out of uh, Zayden Wannabe on uh, August 25 at PWR Renaissance, right? That's the yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. P- PWR Renaissance. Uh, come say hi. Come watch because uh, I leave the day after. Uh, and yeah. yeah. All right. And you have no more shirts to sell. No, I've, 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 that, that, I got That's you. a very unfortunate thing. Yeah, no, I, 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 think, I think I have a couple lying around, so yeah, yeah. Dig them out, because I know people who have been looking for them at the merch booth. <laughs> All right, sounds good. If you want to catch Zayden live and in person, like he said, uh, PWR Renaissance, we've got the discounted tickets at 399 pesos a, a piece. And you've got the Barcada Bundle, 1,099 pesos for three. You can get that off of pwr.tickets at gmail.com or through our respective ticket partners or through TicketToMe.net, or just hit us up. Uh, hit up any member of the PWR locker room or the staff or the crew. We'll get you that uh, that discount and we'll make it happen, right? And if you haven't bought your tickets for WWE Live in Manila, tickets are still on sale. Yes, they are. You can get them over at Ticketnet and it's going to be 
and, for and, sale and, pretty much until September 20. Yeah, and I, I know that as of a couple of days ago, floor seats are gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, I believe Camus has uh, has locked his down, so that's I good have mine. I have mine. You, you, on the other hand, not as... I'm not, I'm not even sure I'll make it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll probably give you the reasons why when that's been settled. But for now, I'm just going to say that I'm not sure if I'll be there at all. So I'm but with good that, reason, with good yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, with good reason, man. So I'm just glad that uh, today happened. That I was here for Seamus. I got to meet him. I got to host a meet and greet. And yeah, uh, so thank you everybody. If you want to keep supporting the SGP podcast, you can always hit us up. Uh, let us know your feedback at underscore Stancy at Caveman Camus at Row is War and at Chino Supersized and at the SGP podcast. And if you want to keep supporting us, here are the ways to do that. Number one, subscribe. Number two, hit that download button, regardless of whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, wherever your podcast catchers are. Uh, You can also leave us a five-star rating and leave a comment. And finally, share us on social media. Let people know that there is a podcast for thinking Filipino wrestling fans by thinking Filipino wrestling fans. Right? Now that we've done our, our admin work at the end, Let's get to that Seamus interview. And, you know, that's the end of the episode, too. Like, after this after this goes, right? Yeah, so that's, that's about it. pretty much the end of the episode. So Seamus will be the main event. So Sorry, enjoy Whoa, dark match. <laughs> main event is concluding. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Roe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Wave 89.1, your urban music source, Lil Nas X and Panini. My, uh, welcome to hour number three right here on The Morning Takeover. My name is Stan. I'm Cheska. And I'm Gianna. And we're just really excited over here to the point of getting a little bit nervous because we have a very special guest on the line. He's actually ready to join us. Uh, we've been talking about this since the start of the show and he just got here last night. Ooh. He's here for a very special meet and greet event with the WWE Universe in the Philippines. So please welcome to the morning takeover a former WWE champion, former Royal Rumble winner, former Mr. Money in the Bank, former King of the Ring. Yeah. He is the Celtic Warrior Seamus. Hey. Hello. How's it going? How are you doing? How are you doing? Because we know uh, we saw the Instagram stories. You just checked in last night, didn't you? I got in here last night, um, hit the gym, and I was up early this morning checking out your beautiful city. I'm um, having an absolute blast. Um, just did some uh, Arnie's martial arts stick, uh, stick fighting hey, training nice. in the middle of uh, in the middle of the city. Um, so if anyone driving by saw this ginger haired fella in a red suit. <laughs> That was me. Now we know. Um, <laughs> fighting for my life. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's great. We're coming over here September 20th um, at the Aaron Ennis, uh Arena. And uh, we're excited to come back. I think it's been three years since we're here. So, SmackDown and WWE are excited to come and bring the best show in the world back here to the Philippines, to Manila. Yeah, we actually haven't seen you in the ring uh, since the SmackDown right after WrestleMania. I was there. I actually caught you live in that six-man match. I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually passed by me, and I was I was reaching Aww. for a high five, and you were all gnarly because <laughs> you came off that loss to the new day. But uh, what's been keeping you busy since that uh, since that SmackDown episode? Uh, what's keeping me busy is my uh, my YouTube channel, Celtic Warrior Workout. Mm. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, you know. I love it if you have a look at it and jump on. Feel free to jump on and subscribe. I do workouts with uh, a host of uh, WWE superstars, legends, past or future. Uh, future. I've done um, workouts with like some truly unbelievable um, real life superheroes, like this 94 year old World War II veteran Al Raleigh, who's in the gym five days a week. I did legs, train legs with um, 
a uh, Afghanistan veteran who lost both his wow. legs and still does a leg day. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, Brandon Rumbaugh. And, uh, and I did a pregnant lady work workout where I basically oh. attacked a, uh, a 20, I think it was a 20 or 30 pound medicine ball, like duct taped it to my belly and did like box jumps and bike and stuff. It was, it's that's, just, it's, uh, that's awesome. It's all about brave change. If anyone wants or wants needs some inspiration, I had to work out and or need some new ideas, there's just, just plenty on there on my, on my YouTube channel. There is a really old interview. There was an interview back in 2006 on Fighting Spirit magazine. You said that you have a college degree that you had no plans of using, but that it served as an option to fall back on. What was your degree, and is it something that you found useful all these years later? No, I think it's been used at home for uh, to put the kettle on the feet. Dion, I was used for as a coaster. It's uh, it was for um, it was for HRM and business management. Oh. Yeah. Whoa! I had no That's intention. <laughs> no intention. I wasn't. It wasn't a degree. It was uh, it was like a diploma. So it was. Uh, I never. I, I I got out of that. I I just wanted to be. I wanted to be a wrestler since I I never remember. And I, I went over to state and beginning of 2000 didn't work out the first time but I came over here I got signed in 07 and I've been in Manila before a few times I believe mm-hmm. I, and my girlfriend's from the Philippines too so oh. interesting yeah, so, so you've got that connection yeah so yeah big connection Filipinos are the best <laughs> but they are they are Filipinos are definitely the best alright so you actually so talk. I, go, go ahead. ahead go ahead go ahead okay so you actually <laughs> talk it's it's a phone patch. It gets like that. Okay, so you actually talk about moving to the states. You want you wanted to be a wrestler all the way back then. But how difficult was it being an aspiring pro wrestler from Ireland in the early two thousands when the independent scene was a long way from what it is today? Uh well, it's like twelve years now. Mm. You know, it was a different vibe then. Like, I mean, the biggest, the hardest part for me was my family. I, I moved over here. I left a really really good job in IT. Um, and I came over. I was working. I moved to London to wrestle part, like after work and stuff. So it's kind of like always, always a WWE in my mind. But uh, mm-hmm. it's tough because when you move over here on your own, you don't have any family, and like you know, I, re- I, I you have that dream of coming there. But like I don't know, for people don't realize like the developmental system is really, really like it's very, very competitive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even more competitive than the main roster because when I got there, you know, there was there was four or eight wrestlers. Uh, who put, didn't make the cut, and they were they were released, you know, because they're always making room for people like people who want. If people get stagnant in that system, so I was like an eye-opening thing to me. I was like, man, I better, you know, like I, I know I knew I had to knuckle down, but I was like, man, I need to knuckle down fast and and, and get integrated really, really quick. But it, it, I think I found it really, really hard on the on the developmental stage, you know, because it, that's the part we have to get out of there and onto the main roster. Getting in a developmental contract at the time is like it's great but you really want to be on WWE television um, and it took a year and a half whatever to get there but I guess the hardest part and sometimes the hardest part for me is being away from my family but um, oh. I just say I just say to Doha I'm just you know I'm in the vibe I'm doing a lot I keep myself occupied my family come over to Nashville where I live now and I'm, I'm you know I'm living a dream I'm having a blast yes. I'm, I'm I love and, and this like something like this coming here to the Philippines uh, Manila like this is awesome. I mean, I can't say, like, <laughs> people pay a lot of money to come over here yes. on holiday. Absolutely. City and beautiful country. And I'm being flown over just to meet everybody mm-hmm. and, and, and get as many events in as I possibly can. So it's brilliant. Everybody's been super nice over here. Excited to get back on September 20th. 
Um, and again, like it's just there's so many WWE fans here, and they love the product, and they love coming to the show. So I'm course, delighted to be back in this country. See, there's a story, Seamus, about you also having worked uh, your previous jobs. Like one of them being you being uh, a bodyguard for Bono of U2. Um, how was that like? And are there any interesting stories from when you were working with uh, Bono and Larry Mullen Jr.? I never worked with Larry Mullen Jr. And it's so funny. Like 12 years, I keep getting that same question about Bono. The truth of the matter is, right now, I'm, I'm a much bigger, bigger star than Bono. Ever. <laughs> So if he wants, yes. if he wants, yeah, dog, yeah, I said it, fella, I said it. If he wants to come and see security for me, I'll gladly take him on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some of these cities like to do Bono. Bono, you listen to me. If you want to do security for me, fella, I'll, uh, you know, I have a few spots open there. So he'll you come in he'll be there. here in December. So. Yeah. Will he? Yeah. Well, maybe he'll be over in September. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you've I won all it. these titles. You've you've gotten uh, King of the Ring, Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank. Is there anything else on your career bucket list? Yeah, the, uh, the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, is ooh. I just did an episode with Edge just dropped on. I, I saw that, yeah. Was this yeah, when Christian it. was the referee? No, no, no. no, no this is episode minutes. 90 of the Celtic oh, okay. Warrior Workouts. Oh, yeah, it actually... No, no. I love how Stan knows this. Yeah, Edge was holding oh, up the Intercontinental title in front of me. Huge fan. All right. Now, you actually have a mantra, which is brave change. So what does it mean? Where does it come from? It just comes from inspiring people, being inspired to to make that brave change, you know? Like, I always say the change is brave. Um, And it's basically to try and inspire. Like, I I started up the the YouTube channel because I was getting, I was getting, like, unmotivated and I was getting lazy in my workouts. I just kind of got, like, bored and... Like I just, I just wanted to try and follow other people's journeys and, and try and work out with them and see how, how what obstacles they overcame to, to get to where they are today. And uh, you know, because everyone like people see stuff on Instagram and they see this guy with abs and they see this guy with muscles. Like you know, they don't see the whole story behind how they got there. Yep. Yes. Um, and that's what, that's what I wanted to learn. I wanted to see, I wanted to basically just learn from other people and how how they started working out and what inspired them and what obstacles they overcame. And the truth of the matter is that's all there to inspire people who are watching um, who like who maybe want to start working out, maybe they're not happy with their diet, their lifestyle, and they just don't know where to start. They don't want to go to a gym because, you know, it's intimidating when you go into a gym, people mm-hmm. bang on heavy weights around. Like, you're never really shown what to do properly. It's like, it's just asking someone, like, throwing someone a rope and say, here, go, go climb Everest, you know? Like, it's, mm. it's a very intimidating thing for people who have never been there for the first time. And, you know, I just wanted to try and, like, inspire people to work out and, and how to do that and how to go about that. And, um, like, the, the feedback has been phenomenal. Like, it, it really has. There's so many people, like, reaching out, like, they just started working out. Because in every workout... I'm kind of like left on my on my arse, as they say in Ireland. Yeah, so I'm yeah. Left, I'm left with a red face uh, uh-huh. because I'm, I'm trying to keep up with other people's workouts. And people who never worked out or afraid, they look at it and go, well, listen, Seamus failed doing this. And, you know, oh. it's okay to fail. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've no fear of failing. And it's, it's been awesome in that sense. It's inspiring so many people. And that's what it's all about. It's all about uh, just... A journey, you know, individual. Every episode is a journey, and every everything is there to inspire people to help change their lives. A brave change, that's basically what it is. Now, uh, Seamus, we know you're no stranger to Hollywood films. We saw you as Rocksteady in the mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle <laughs> sequel from a couple of years ago. Would you consider transitioning into being a full-time movie star like The Rock or like what John Cena is doing right now? Yeah, I definitely like to do more movies. I just Ooh. did something. With- 
yeah, Netflix was all the main events. I did that in Vancouver a while ago. I did a movie called The Buddy Games, which hasn't released yet with Josh Jumel. Oh. Uh, Nick Schwartz, um, comedy buddy movie. I did a small part in that. But, yeah, I'd love to do more stuff, you know. I'm, I'm always open to it. You know, I see a lot of movie roles out there, or film roles, or TV roles, like Game of Thrones, and, oh. you know, and Vikings that Edge was in, and uh -huh. a lot of stuff out there that, like, I feel like I fit into really, really well. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to go for wrestling. I mean, I, I still have a lot to achieve in wrestling, and I still feel like, you know, that's, uh, whether I'm left back in the ring or not, I don't know. But, like, I, I just think that, uh, you know, there's, there's room for both, you know. When you say you still have a lot to achieve in wrestling, and uh, what would be your ultimate dream when it comes to that uh, career? Well, the most important thing for me to get is the Intercontinental Championship, which okay. is what well, well, me and Edge talked about in the episode, because he's basically, he would say, oh, they're Grand Slam winner. Well, Edge is a full house winner, meaning like he's won King of the Ring and Royal Rumble and yep. uh, Money in the Bank. And um, I'm I'm just one Intercontinental Championship away from catching him. Mm -hmm. So that that was what the that's if you look at the thumbnail on the on the episode, I've got the we're fighting. I'm trying to grab the Intercontinental title off. That's all I need to to get on the the, the one man mountain, which is Edge. So he's, he's only one man at the top of, the, of that hill, and I want to be the second. So that and the Universal Championship. But the Universal, I mean, uh, to complete the full house, I don't need the Universal Championship because I've already won the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE Championship. So indeed, you have. It's all semantics, mate. <laughs> it's all semantics. <laughs> You know, Seamus, you've, you've someone who's uh, done it all, won it all, just a couple titles away from pretty much holding every championship that's active right now. But um, I want to ask for your advice for the wrestling scene here in the Philippines because it's very young and there are a lot of aspiring wrestlers hoping to break into NXT and the WWE one day. What advice can you share for our local wrestlers? Well, the WWE are looking. There's definitely no doubt about it. WWE is a global organization now. It's, we're looking for talent from all over the world. That's just the way it's going. I don't know what the ultimate plans are uh, going forward for geographically, but we're in all these countries, and, you know, the roster is more, has got more international flavor than I ever had. The one advice I give to people is, like, is, you know, like, I always say if you're wrestling, you know, make sure that you're being trained by someone who knows what they're doing. And two, don't take unnecessary risks. I see a lot of kids and are like, you know, these dives over the top rope and taking all these high risk stuff because yep. they want to get a reaction out of the crowd for that one move or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, it's fine, but you just end up like you can seriously hurt yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. and, like, and, and then, like, they want to, by the time they get still to the either, they're, they're already beaten up, you know? So thing is like safety first just be very mm -hmm. smart on what you do don't take any major risks that's going to have an impact on your body um like as i said diving over the top rope and all that like like just, just dangerous high-flying stuff um and also you know get in shape get in the best shape you possibly can look, mm -hmm. look like look like a WWE star um train hard you know have pride in that and just uh you know eat well and, and train hard and just Make sure that in your in your own heart and soul that you, you know that there's no stone left unturned. That you've done everything you possibly can to, to to get that job. That like you know if you're overlooked for whatever reason that you've like given WWE no excuses not to take a proper look at you. Man, uh, I, I think that's a lot of advice, and I, I hope that our local wrestlers are tuned in and that they take it to heart, and you know they they can get it from uh, one of the most most accomplished wrestlers of our generation. That's you, the Celtic Warrior, Sheamus. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us here on the Morning Takeover. Uh, you're going to be doing an event this afternoon, right? You're, you're doing a meet and greet with our friends from the media and with the WWE Universe in the Philippines as well. 
Yeah, we've got chock-a-block chock uh, chock day full, full of activities and media and everything. So, yeah, I'm on fire already, mate. I'm, uh, I'm having a blast. And I've got a bit of breakfast into me here, and then it's full steam ahead for the rest of the day. So I'm going to enjoy every every minute uh, that I have here in this beautiful city. So, um, yeah, fantastic. Thanks very much for the time. And Thank I'll you. I'll see you guys you. September 20th. Hey, I'll, I'll catch you this yeah, afternoon. So I hope you have a piece of that Seamus <laughs> cake saved over for me. Dude, it's ready. It's ready. I haven't touched it yet. All right. I'll but see I you later, Seamus. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. There you have it. The Celtic Warrior, Seamus. That was a great interview. I really love the advice that he shared. I think that was uh, one of the meatiest pieces of advice mm-hmm. I received uh, from, from someone who's really there in the industry. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, we're going to be taking a quick break. When we come back, more of the music right here on The Morning Takeover. Some Big Sean, LMA coming your way right here on... Wait. 89.1. Okay, so th- so bonus story time. We've we've stopped recording the full episode, but I only realized this after like talking to Kali during his interview. Yeah, that you also tried out for AOWW. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because I remember I remember this story coming up with him, and then I just realized like way after we were done. Wait, we never talked about this. Yeah. No, we haven't. We haven't properly. So. <clears throat> I went to the first AOWW training. This was their quote unquote open training, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. And so when I went there, I never realized, but yeah, I actually met I met uh, I met Cali Nueva that day because <laughs> he was trying out too. And like, I remember I just wanted to go there just to get some get an extra day of training and to train with uh, fucking Chili Willie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because so, we didn't have a lot of sessions with Chili at PWR bootcamp. Exactly. That in like, you know, extra day of training. Yeah, exactly. Fuck it. Or whatever. And then this was actually during a really bad time of, uh, I mean, like, <laughs> tie in with shit with my dad. This is when he was like telling me that I had to, uh, he, was, he was threatening to kick me out or whatever. And, yeah. and so like, I, I, I like legitimately had to start thinking of like, how the fuck am I supposed to support myself? And then, I, uh, so we do the training, uh, Chili Willie's a great trainer or whatever. And then fucking you have fucking Pillsbury Doughboy classical Brian Leo on the side being like no yeah this is how you're supposed to fucking or I guess I guess I don't know how to list my S's but that's how he fucking pronounces it it's fine I mean, yeah. I mean everyone has their own version of his voice yeah so. exactly but anyway so this <clears throat> this tub of melted ice cream is pretending like he's on the same level of Chili Willy telling us like no when you're bumping you're supposed to whatever the fuck and he's not doing any of the trainings that we're doing he didn't bump? no he didn't he didn't. He was just sitting there with Billy in a fucking AOWW shirt. Wait, they had shirts. They had shirts, yeah. And then for the first for the first training. Yep. Ew. Yeah, I know. Man. And so then he starts talking to me, and then he's like, "The reason I brought up the whole like thinking about my future, like how I'm going to support myself, is like he fucking he he what he promises me is he's like, so we're gonna have uh the, we have the contracts all set up, everything's all good." We're going to be having a training facility where trainings are going to be mandatory four times a week, and you're going to have a base monthly salary. However, what we ask in exchange is that we have exclusivity with you. So if you want to join us, you're going to have to you're going to have to leave PWR. And then so like hearing that plus the situation I'm in, I'm like fuck, I might have to do this or whatever. But yeah, no. But the, but it never. It, it, okay. It never. Yeah, no. I, I mean, we, we all know where this story ends. Yeah, but, yeah for sure. 
But did, did he ever send you a contract? No, no. I kept on following up with him. And then there was fucking, there was uh, uh, Maverick was there and uh, fucking uh, Chinese guy who never wrestled, who used to date. Oh, yeah, Scarlet. the cancer faker. Yeah, yeah. That fuck. Holy shit. What a, <laughs> what a toxic trio. Holy fuck. God damn. <laughs> fuck me. Wow. Yeah, okay. All star team right there. So, okay. <laughs> so that was, that was like your first. Because what I remember coming out of that was yep. that they kept talking you up as like, this is the guy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because like they kept, they were wooing me. Basically, they kept on being like, oh, you know, um, they were trying to appear civil. Is like, no, you know, we're not going to say anything bad about about PWR. Here's a fucking fourteen year old trying to write an essay on why PWR is bad, and then he gives me an offer of like, oh, you know, uh, this is why you need to do whatever. If we could really use use a guy like you, there's a there's a main event spot that we we really need fill, uh, fit, uh, filling, and you fit so, the So it would really be well. a main event spot of him against you, basically, yeah. Yeah. knowing him. Yeah, probably whatever. But I mean. Yeah, no, that was that was that was such a stupid experience. I mean, like, I feel so bad for all the people that were part of AOW because I mean, like, they they were promised the world and they were told to whatever, and then they all got fucked over. But I mean, I mean, it's in, it's, it's in moral the of the story: you don't do business with fucking classical Brian Leo. <laughs> Period. And oh wow, wow, I was gonna say, you know, like honestly, um, the the most I expected out of this side story was just like, oh yeah, I met Cali Nueva and. <laughs> His porn stash wasn't as developed. No, yeah, that that too. Yeah, no, he was still he was he was still in film school before he became full on porn director stash. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no. It was, a, it, was, it was actually really weird to think about it because I remember actually being like, "Oh my god, I really have to do this or whatever." But yeah, thank fuck I didn't. Uh, thank a, God, thank yeah. God that you didn't get lured into the deceptive yeah, lies. Yeah, no, holy shit. Oh my god, and I, I, I yeah, sorry, I'm swearing a lot, but like honestly, like fuck. That could have gone so bad. Yeah, exactly. Fuck those people. Goddamn. Fucking cancer faker. Fucking. Goddamn. All right. I'm done. I'm sorry. Whatever. Just. Yeah, okay. okay. So that's I'm happy content. where I am. <laughs> that's your bonus content. Yeah. You're sorry. happy. Yeah. You're going back to training with ECCW. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you go home, right? Yes. And I have a home, so we're good. All right. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.